0: what's going on boys and girls we have a terrific episode of two white lights for you today we have our tbs pro qualifier preview show that is going to be taking place this weekend here in houston texas and i am excited for it you should be excited for it as well as combined with southern regionals gonna be a lot of fun mark and marshall know how to put on awesome meets. i'm excited to be there steve denovi is going to be in houston for uh commentating all the action so it's going to be fun there. If you guys are in Texas, make sure you're going to this Meet Southern Regionals. It is going to be a great weekend for powerlifting. Come visit the Two White Lights booth while we're there, but we're going to see some awesome lifting and we have a preview show we're excited for it. But before we get into the preview show, Talk about USAPL raw natural schedule change, what that means for certain lifters, the problems it presents, the problems it presents for a few prominent lifters as well. So we get into that. Also, the IPF is banning people or suspending people or whatever for saying that they might go to the USAPL in regards to bench depth. It's a classic Two White Lights episode, it's, you know, it's typical IPF stuff. So you got a preview show, USAPL does some, did something, IPF is acting like IPF does, and we talk about it. That's Two White Lights for you. Make sure you are subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star rating, leave a review there. Spotify as well, leave a five star rating there. Go to twowhitelights.com, go to the shop, get some merchandise. Make sure you guys are using the codes that all of our athletes have. And also, you can listen to Two White Lights on our website as well, and you can subscribe there. Without further ado, here it is Two White Lights. Yeah, just saying something. Oh baby, I like it more.
1: Yeah, baby, I like it more. Ooh, baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, you shimmy, yeah.
2: Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural charge, bone for you Yeah, from the home of the Dodge Brooklyn squad. Who tank the hubby's on the swarm. Rain on oh, your college dance, yeah. to don't For you to even touch my skill.
0: And as promised, we are here. We got the whole group assembled so we can talk about uh, Southern Regionals, Texas uh, Barbell Syndicate Pro Qualifier. But we did m- miss uh, a good amount of news um, with, you know, IPF Worlds recap, uh, IPF storylines, a whole lot of stuff going on in powerlifting. We had to put down our meme making. To actually discuss this, and within the midst of all these events, uh, USAPL had a schedule change. How long ago was this?
1: Two weeks, maybe. Two and a half, yeah. three weeks, probably. It's been a while. I think it was like it was literally like right in the middle of IPF worlds because it seems like perfect timing that USAPL, while the IPF is doing something really good, that the USAPL would screw up. That, that's just kind of the way it goes. Like they, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, schedule change.
0: Do you was want me just go to through see. it.
1: Since I, I'm, I'm the you're the... the over overlord of USAPL registration. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. You
0: are the person who is on top of it. And I think the I, most I, I broke the this new,
1: I broke this news as well, but it wasn't it me is. that found it. I can't take credit for finding it originally. It was actually one of my lifters, and then that led to some things. But either way, I broke it, and apparently someone USAPL. I'm supposed to wait for announcements now. I'm supposed to not announce things that are on public websites. Uh, I guess I th- I didn't know that, so that was that was news to me. So everyone to understand, if USA posts publicly on their website, we shouldn't be talking about it until they announce it themselves. Have it's, you ever it's noticed it's publicly that the other website doesn't count?
0: USAPL says, USAPL has really detailed announcements after you decide and we decide to announce things. It's almost like if there's a, a possibility that they won't announce it in a timely fashion. I, so yeah. the lifters well, are last,
1: last year, the, 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 the TSS racks, I waited so long for that one. I waited like two months. That was crazy. Two months you know before funny, announcing though? that. And then like two weeks before an ads. I'm like, no, screw it. You know what? I'm not going to keep it a secret anymore. People need to know. You
0: know what's really funny, though? Because uh, we're, we're going to get to this. But I think people were more upset at the TSS combo rack thing. As opposed to this one, because people were upset in some regards and it affects people differently. But this is actually, I think
1: a a bigger issue., uh, so i I originally actually made a story kind of ranting on this, and I took it down because i want I want to see how it plays out because one of the I mean, it's a big issue for the fact that like I don't think USAPL understands that like when people sign up, they start booking things. I had to go change mine. I actually could not extend my hotel stay for an extra day uh, because one of my lifters got moved to Sunday. I was planning on driving home on Sunday, and one of my lifters who got moved, who's the one that alerted me, uh, uh, I couldn't extend it. Fortunately, I found someone with an Airbnb I can crash with, but, like, this, is, that's an issue. Like, people have booked their stuff. Like, this is a thing. Like, th- this is such an easy thing to get around, and that's the main issue. Not so much the change, because the change makes sense. I understand why they need to do it. Change I've been 100% necessary. Yeah, it was 100% necessary. It had to happen. No, ifs, fans or butts, they they I mean just they just screwed up from the get-go. Like not only is there a cap for raw nationals, which they never announced in the first place. Uh-huh. There's also a cap for each day. Like you can't just have 600 people on one day and like 200 on the others. Like there's a cap each day. We knew that. That, that that's pretty obvious too and they just never really thought of that. Uh, and probably the, one of the implications is prime time, but frankly, I don't know if it's going to make a big deal because one of the reasons things were, were, uh, scheduled as they were to kind of like evenly allocate prime time sessions so that unlike Thursday now where there's nine classes, that's a bit rough, but frankly, I don't know if that makes this a big deal because 52 and 56 kilo men and 44 kilo women, I don't even know if they're going to have anyone in prime time. I don't know. I'll wait to kind of see on that if that's really that much of an issue or not because it it probably isn't going to be. The two big issues are, one, the fact that this could have easily been avoided, or three issues. One, could have easily been avoided, and it's just a continued thing of, like, why are not they learning their lesson? Because it's it's just a no-brainer. Two, it's an issue because people legitimately did have to change travel and change flights and change hotels. I don't know how many, but people had to do it, and that really sucks. Three, the biggest issue in the sense of nationals now is uh, the ex- extent of all of this can't be fully explained yet. But what has been public, uh, this messes with Ashton. And let's just be let's just be real. The highlight of Raw Nationals uh, was going to be Saturday at prime time with Bob versus Ashton versus uh, uh, Keenan. Keenan. Keenan as well as Petrie was going to be in there. We'd also have the 75 and 82 and a half women. But either way, that, that's the highlight. That's that's the big ticket. That's the most, well, I shouldn't say the most watched. Russ might still pull more. Depending on what Russ does, he's still signed up for 82. We'll see. I'm, I'm still wondering if he's competing or, I don't know. That's a whole separate topic. Uh, or what class he's doing. But as of now, he's doing 82 and a half. Either way, that was the highlight. That was the big moneymaker. Uh, been, Ashton's been pretty open. He cannot do Sunday primetime. Like he actually, he he got off work on Friday. He cannot get work off on Monday. He cannot do prime time on Sunday night. He would need to be flying out on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to have to do the regular session. Yeah, and that's the plan for now, as long as it works out. But there's still things that need to work out for even that to happen. Uh, so we very well may have all the best one tens competing in the normal session on Sunday now. No prime time. I mean, there might there probably still maybe there's a primetime, but it's not going to be the best. It's it's going to be. The, the best are probably not gonna do it.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, because if Ashen is not gonna do prime time with the 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 rivalry that's forming between Ash and Bob right now, Bob isn't gonna uh opt to just compete prime time and have Ash compete in the regular session. I would assume that Bob would go in the regular session to compete with, with Ash because that's how competitive they are and then yeah it kind of just removes prime time and Really uh, hurts the USAPL because it's um, uh, the, the questions are still rising and the questions get greater and greater um, every single day of all the top name lifters moving over to Powerlifting America and the IPF and uh, this this will not help anything. It might make Ashton's decision a little bit easier. Um, and it is a, a, a tricky one because they did announce it like thirteen weeks before that they have a schedule change. So at least there's a good amount of time in between what you can plan and what decision has been made. So there's that, but it's just, you, we saw the amount of lifters signing up. You had that data. So don't even release the schedule until you have all the data and it's all sorted out and it's all equal and good because the change, like you said, Steve, had to happen. But, You have the information given to you already. So this is... Don't release a schedule. Don't have people call off a work. Don't, like, don't have people make their travel plans. Organize it first. And then release a stone-cold schedule. And then people start booking their stuff and arranging their travel dates.
1: Well, another issue... uh, The cap was reached, what, like... Over a month ago? Yeah. Like, they knew that they, if, if if they took an hour, they would have known that day that this was the issue. Like, this this isn't, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, after, like, two months of reaching the cap, we finally figured out, like, that we didn't know before. Well, no, if you had taken the time, you, you literally knew, what, two, like, a month to two months ago that this was the issue? Like, mm-hmm. that the roster hasn't changed. It's the same roster. Like, you already knew this is an issue. I agree that, fortunately, it was announced now, but, like, you could have announced this four to five weeks ago it's, it, nothing's changed since then
2: yeah
1: it's pretty careless that's the thing like if it's going
2: to if you're going to be careless you're gonna make people want to switch over or like just not want to be here anymore when one thing after another just kind of starts to pile up and you're like okay this is frustrating it's the big meat for us this is our big meat
0: yeah this is meatles people, for have, people.
2: To have to move everything around.
0: Oh, well, I, I, I don't know if I would call it careless. I would call it more so growing pains with this split because this scheduling has gotten a little bit worse. And it's because I believe the person who was working there before, I
1: I think that I got yeah, this per, confirmed. It was Mike Z. The person who was, the, yeah, Mike Z, from what I know, he who's now the co-president or president or whatever the title is uh, with Robert Keller. He's in charge of Power of the America. He was in charge of registration and schedule, or registration prior. That was his job.
0: Yeah, so, and like, so I think the transition there, it's like, you know, whenever you start a job and you don't have many chances to really prove your, or not prove your worth, but um, when the, like the big assessment or the big project comes up where you have to schedule this out and sort everything out, I think there can be issues, especially with this one, because this is slating to be one of the biggest powerlifting meets of all time with the amount of lifters that are that are competing. So I'm like part of me has empathy for it because they had to transition. I'm sure they're caring about it. It's just this is what the split has done and I think they're still learning of uh, are relearning and getting new people in different positions on how to properly do this.
2: I hear you. I hear you. I agree. Like yes it's growing pains. A lot of transitions have to happen, but when I know how long they've known, yeah, how many people will be there? That
0: that's was just, that's, that, my, that's, that's my that's my thing, right thing right
2: there. Like, Oh, let's check in in a month and a half.
0: Like yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's my thing because I mean, uh, of course, you know, because I I have my ear to the ground on these things, and um, you know, I talk to a lot of powerlifters, and you know, Ash included, and all these people, and it's it's like there, <laughs> it's it's a funny thing that happens because of course when it's first released and. Steve tells me about it. I'm like, okay, that's a problem. This is a big problem. We have other coaches saying, okay, now I have to change my travel schedule, all that stuff. But then I talk to other lifters, and then the things that they say piss me off where I end up taking the USAPL side because they don't under... They're like... A lot of lifters are like spoiled children who don't understand all it takes to get them what they want. And they just think, oh, easy. Everything could be solved with the drop of a hat. And people are like, extend like, extended a day. It's like, well, oh, no. <laughs> uh, And then, what uh, lifters say that people say say that people say those things like the USAPL has enough money to extend it an extra day. Like, it's not about money, you dumbass. It's about just the logistics of booking a hotel a year a year in advance, putting a day, and then being like, oh yeah, we need Monday too. Tell that uh, conference that that was already booked Vol- to push until Tuesday. Volunteer logistics.
1: <laughs> volunteer logistics are arguably yeah, the single hardest thing.
0: No, it's it, no because yeah that well that, I'm just saying that that's what happens because I do develop empathy for USAPL because no one really has the task to do what they do. They have a unique task in powerlifting of having a 1100 1200 person meet. No one else is really doing that, so the scheduling is going to be much more difficult, and everything involved is going to be much more difficult, but you do have to call it out when you see it, though, when there's a logical solution to it, and we've seen it with the Arnold, we've seen it other times, now lifters are starting to get restless a little bit. I am willing to hear logical things, logical arguments, but certain, like, and then it just goes out, well, why isn't it Memphis anyways? Or, why isn't it this? Why don't they change the look? Like, you can't fucking do that. You can't just change these things. It's
1: hard to do all these. Okay. S- <laughs> Location's overrated anyways. Like... Oh, don't get me started yeah. on location. I That's the whole thing. I... It's so, a random thing. Random thing I realized, right now, as I'm on the USAPL website, did you know SBD is the primary sponsor again, it looks like? Since when? <laughs> I They're, know go to here i'll send it to you go to if you go to the site they are the banner sponsor around the whole thing hmm. uh, tell me if i'm wrong i'm, I'm sure they wouldn't just blast spd on both sides of the raw nationals logo unless spd was the primary sponsor i mean that had to be there for a while then though right
0: was it? We all missed it. I
1: think I, I think I just care so little. It could, it could be, and I missed it. Yeah, uh, I, I probably need to make an announce. I I was waiting for USA to make an announcement oh, before I said anything. Yeah, I wanted to give them the, the ability good. to good to get that video.
0: to SVD athletes, but you get the video. I mean, once again, I'll see John Gruden's picture or something, and never and all the SVD athletes, you know, covered around the thing, but never the A seven or uh, stoic ones, but. Yeah, I, I – well, I – okay. Well, that's good, I, guess.
1: I just, I like I like SPD being involved. No, they're I like SPD. The, no, they're, they're, I do, too. I, they're, I like, they're I like be, videography. They're the I mean, granted, it's only going to be for SBD athletes, but – Yeah, even so, I mean, they still got the best media team in all powerlifting right now, like yeah. far and away. So, it's just good to have them in. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's about it for Nationals. I mean, we don't have to overly rant. I think it is – I think it is – it can – I mean, the reason I didn't overly rant or get pissed on my stories is it just had to happen. Like there's no offense or buts that had to happen. It should, it just should have been avoidable. Uh, and the only true issue that probably is arising is the, the issue of, of Ashton, but maybe they can figure that out and there's not an issue. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the odd way they do morning prime time or something. I, Maybe they could do something. No, do no, no. Nope. That's not gonna work. Not gonna work.
2: <laughs> I think
1: a lot time. of lifters will get
0: pissed. That's like, well, wait, now I have to compete at night, and I'm not on prime time. Like, then you have volunteers. I mean, it has to to national. Here's the only, here's an only
1: caveat. I don't know if Keenan would have been allowed to be in prime time. Why not? I still don't know if he's allowed to be like truly part of our oh, yeah, nationals. Right. Yeah, because he is a U.S. citizen, but he's a USAPL Korea lifter. So I, I'm. But I don't know if he's actually part of the meet or yeah. if he's a guest lifter. But primetime you know, is a if, created
0: thing. You know? So I mean they could they could put Keenan in there I guess, but that but hasn't it's you can and but I mean it's not like it's not merited, so he's not part of nationals, but the weight class he's competing at is the highest nominated total. Or high, you know, within yeah, but he's not—he's
1: not competing in the weight class. I mean, frankly, it, it, I could understand the fact that they didn't include him because the whole point of prime time is for the people vying for those podium placings to go head to head, and you're putting someone who's not actually going head to head with them in there. Same yeah. with Rondell. Rondell may not be in prime time. Well, yeah, but
0: yeah, for, sure. But at the same time, it's you opened up to international lifters. So already, that's a f- first in the USAPL. Just add him in. Screw it! It may, no one's going to be pissed off at it.
1: I agree. I just I just don't know how that's going to work. I'm yeah. just saying a caveat. Maybe this could be a blessing in disguise, and now we get to see Bob, Ashton, Keenan, Rondell all in the morning or afternoon or something.
0: You'd get the great scenario because I don't know what they're doing with the live stream this year. If they're going to get like four separate commentators for four different platforms, but you can get the uh, awesome scenario what happened to me and Isaac Whistler at the Workhead Open where. We're losing our mind over one particular lift, and then person on platform four is like squatting 275 pounds, and we're just we're just screaming at the top of our lungs. Something crazy Ashton just did, and then you can dub it over someone just taking their opener squat or something.
1: now well, speaking of commentating, they hopefully they get on that soon, and not two weeks out, or else we might not have any commentators. Hmm. Not my problem. <laughs> no, not my problem. Not just my problem either. I just... Hey, say what you want
0: about commentary last year. We had all the commentators filled and booked. Yeah. Say what I you it, want about it. it. I, I know we people were... We It was mixed reviews as far as commentaries go or commentary goes, but we had commentators for every session and not one person missed out on it. So. Yep. We'll see. I was talking to Leah
2: today. We were like, okay, how can we try to help a commentary? But... We'll see.
0: Yep. I mean, I'm. My ears are open. If they want to do the same thing we did last year, I, I am not going to turn it down. It was a, one good experience, but two, it, it, it was good, getting paid. So I wouldn't say no to it. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, we'll see about that. But can we move on to the other federation yeah. that pisses us off regularly?
1: Yeah, we got we got uh some interesting news coming out of Australian powerlifting, which isn't isn't new. Uh there I mean long history of issues with Australian powerlifting under the IPF, uh between Robert Wilkes and now uh the APU. But yeah, the the, the we've got Kelly Mann of Performotion Motion, who's, who's, who's talked about her plenty, she's a Vegas scandalous coach. Uh believe i don't know if it's the whole team now but she is banned from coaching in the apu and therefore the ipf because she made a comment about like like saying about bench step will go to the usapl like kind of like in like semi-joking and like that if if it's an issue and you can't hit bench step you just go to the US. and banned from just making that comment
0: yeah well i was about to say even if it's not semi-joking if it's a full joke or dead serious you can
1: say whatever the hell you want yeah, I am look I wanna know where it says in the IPF rulebook that you are banned as a coach for uh critiquing uh a rule. Because based on that precedent, should should we we should definitely be banned. I, we'd probably be on a I, sentence. I
0: said Gaston worked out a curse, I think that, that would if you knew what curse was, but if you knew what a gym was, <laughs> then maybe I would get banned immediately. But, I, why are more people pissed off? Am I, do I feel like it's a smaller minority, or or just people don't care about them? It makes sense that people don't care about things. At the end of the day, you're just lifting weights. But, we have so many examples. Because, of course, we have to hear whatever, what the USAPL does wrong. We have to hear nonstop. Hey, squat meme deadlift. Make a meme about this. I know you're a pro-IPF guy, but... Make your meme. Some part powerlifting does it. This is ridiculous. It's stupid. It goes against... It does not help the sport at all. You're banning people because your ego is being attacked. This does not happen anywhere else. This is unprofessional bullshit. You, you go into... and We especially see it with, um, with Train True, that podcast episode. You have people saying, cut ties with USAPL. That would be your best option in this scenario. At any time, if you're told to do that, that is a massive red flag. There is a big problem. But, you know, people rather talk about the shitty USAPL live streams. That's that's more the attention. And lifters can't yeah. critique things and say things or joke about things. Squat. Oh, I, yeah. Just call, like <laughs> If you make memes about this shit, if you're not part of the IPF, they can't hurt you. It's true. I mean,
2: I think that's the I, I still, I was gonna say, That's the most fascinating part. Like, this is the only sport where this happens. Like, this doesn't happen anywhere else. Where you can't just say something small and simple It's not a big deal, and they will ban you because you hurt their feelings.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> you can still molest women very in very openly distributed videos, and you're fine. For that, a while, that was that that one? They just they just let Sheffield. Like silenced that one and then just kind of t- kicked it under the rug and never never went back to it.
0: Yeah, they're sitting. Yeah, sitting there like hopefully the live stream's good for Sheffield. Oh my God, hopefully the, the live stream's good. Hopefully every. Hopefully Jesus squats a thousand, benches six hundred, and deadlifts nine hundred. Please, let's have everyone talk about that, because if, the, if if Sheffield's a dud and then you get this new story on top of it, then you have the IPF screw. It's we talk about the USAPL how they need to change things. And it's like, are other people going to say the same thing about the IPF aside from us? Because I don't know. It, it's getting it, it's it, it well, is I a frustrating think, thing because this does frustrate me to my core. Because I'm a person who likes to joke around, or not even joke around, be serious about my opinions, and I don't want to face the repercussions of having an opinion.
1: Well, the things I'll say about, like, to defend of, like, unbiased of why maybe other... Are you saying other countries or other people in the and U.S.?
0: People in the U.S., people in other countries,
1: equipment other countries, companies,
0: podcasts, one
1: everything. Other countries, I can understand for most countries, they don't have another option. Like, there is no other, like, option for them to do other than the IPF. And so, if they're going to have very strict dictatorship where you can't say anything i could understand not saying something because if you say something you get banned from that federation you literally just can't powerlift. there's nothing like you're done like there's no other alternative and that's the majority of other countries um versus the u.s i mean frankly we, we say a lot of stuff and we complain but i am i am uh not privileged i'm happy that like at least we can say these things and we aren't going to get banned. Versus, there are other countries. You make a meme about Gaston. You joke about bench depth. Uh, anything like that. I mean, I've heard of a lot of other stuff in the APU. The APU is ridiculous. There's there's a lot of weird suspensions that go on there, um, and you just get suspended because they they can do whatever they want because there's no other th- there's nothing else to do. Like you can't do anything else. They can control it. I mean, regardless
0: of how how big of an issue you think Gaston is for powerlifting. I would be way more cooler with him if he had some element of like a sense of humor. Like if he had, if he can take a joke. That that would, granted, I would still think he's a net for his jokes. jokes are why we're not in the Olympics. Yeah. Same with memes. Yeah, Olympians don't. That's why. There's an not. Olympian lifter who his only caption. He's a great lifter. His his caption. I I don't know if he's Chinese or Japanese. I I don't know the lifter. But his captions on Instagram are always, my nuts are fine. Or my balls are fine. He just puts that in all of his captions. He's in the Olympics. The Olympics don't care if you're inappropriate on social media. And they especially don't care about giga memes. They they don't. I don't I don't know people on the, you know, the Olympic committee, but I've seen it happen. I, I've seen Olympians how they act on social media. They're okay with it. They probably won't care about powerlifting. They barely care if you if you take drugs.
1: This is true. <laughs> They're the Olympics. That's yeah, true. They really kind of don't do, care if you do that. They do care if you have money and can give the money to them, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that, is, that is a that is a Olympic IOC mainstay. Yeah. So I uh, don't know. It's just it's a growing but, yeah.
0: frustration for me.
1: Yeah. Just another ridiculous one, and it's it's it like. I'm going to keep ranting about it cuz I feel like if if someone doesn't it's going to just continue to go into the rug and I'm just going to continue playing complaining about this article 14 crap and riling it up so that I it, it's got to stop. I mean I mean I made the story post that I mean it's only two coaches but the fact matters between Joey and I 7 of the 16 lifter we had 7 of the 16 lifters who won open world championships. So that means 7 of the 16 lifters had coaches who were suspended. Mhm. We won an open world championship. People are speaking out more about that, which is good. I, I do like, like that's. Yes, yeah, Sonita, uh, her fiance made a post uh yesterday, I believe, about I, I don't know the situation. It seemed like maybe because of how he where he's going to compete, he can't do that if he wants to be able to help her out. So he's going to have to stop competing to help her. It's just all ridiculous, and there's only two people on this planet that think it's a good idea, and those two people are in control. Yeah, I.
0: I think more lifters are speaking out on it, and it's, and it's good. I would I would really like more lifters to do that because it is ridiculous. Just, and coaches, too. It is ridiculous having people give you attempt selections in the crowd. It's just stupid. It's a very dumb, backwards thing. And then even with all the solutions, people are like, oh, they're going to reset it. Okay, so if you're resetting something and you're just going to constantly try to find loopholes, just take out the entire thing. It's that, that easy. Or drug test all the coaches. I don't give a shit. Well,
1: like, what do you just... Anything We're under the drug that? testing policies. If you're if you're signed up as a... If you don't sign up as a non-competitor, which, I mean, I'm not. I'm signed up as... Well, PA, I guess, is signed up as a coach. I don't know if that makes any difference. I mean, I think Joe Stanick has gotten OMT'd the meet before as a coach. You can get omt as yeah. a coach. But, I mean, I, I'm trying to make a comparison here. I don't know if it translates too much, but, like, the IPF doesn't pay coaches. Yeah. If they don't pay the coaches, then I I I, I am miffed on how you could then tell them that they can only coach under your 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 federation. Makes a lot more sense than a lot of these professional sports where the coaches are getting paid to be in a certain league. I I have I am in no way being paid by them. The reason or anyone.
0: The reason why you can't find a comparison because other sports organizations don't have their head up their ass that is why you can't find another comparison it doesn't compare to other sports it's only it's only the this one and there seems to be an issue with just creating logical rules
1: yeah yep this is all ridiculous but yeah. we shall see if it ever changes yeah but more positive TBS time. I don't what is is it TBS PQ? Is it TBS? I think it's it's called the TBS. I'm pro calling the pro qual- the
0: TBS pro qualifier. Yes.
1: Okay, so we'll I'm roll that. that. Uh, so as well as the fact that like this kind of intermix, uh, re- uh, we'll reiterate the rules in case people haven't listened to some of our pro qualifier stuff before. Excuse me. Uh, the top dots, male and female, of a non-pro wins a pro card. Um, a pro could win the meet. Like we have Anas Ambar on the men's side. On the women's side, we have like Jasmine O'Drogo, who's a pro. Like they, they could win, but it still trickles down. So the highest non-pro is going to get a pro card, which likely it looks like, we're going to go through it. it, it, it it's, it's pretty, pretty likely a non-pro is going to win this. As we definitely have some standouts here. We have someone, I mean, on the men's side, we have someone who likely won a pro card if it wasn't for Rondell and Keenan going at it at the Arnold. Yeah. Um, yep. On the women's side, we have second place. I mean, we got Lisha coming back after her close battle with Christiane, and it's just kind of one of those things. You you win against Rondell, and you win against Keenan with Kyle DeLeon, and you win against Christian with Lisha, and it's just kind of like sometimes, like when these pro qualifiers, it's like who's going to show up, and so um, they're not they're not for sure, but they definitely are the favorites. But we'll get. I mean, do we want to start with men or women? Women. Yeah, we can start right, with women. No we'll women. So. Great uh women i think is a little bit deeper men is kind of like we have kind of like a couple at the top i mean they're kind of separated women is close and fortunately solana came in clutch and found may's instagram which i think we had issues last year too finding her instagram I, I, I was able to find it there's
0: a dual account
1: i think yeah it's a dual account too but had issues finding it but it could be a little close battle there with her and lycia um and then from there Truly, from one, two, three, four, five, six, from third through eighth, is darn close. Kate Staley, Tiffany Savage, who I don't think people are going to recognize that name, we'll talk about her because she's pretty new to the USAPL. Jasmine Drogo, Angelina Martinez, Bria Williams, and Tersa saint Ford, Port—they are all right in this like five hundred to five ten dots area. Where I got I got Lisha and May around like five twenty ish. But either way, this this is one's this one's a, a this one's a pretty close one, especially if we're talking top three. Yeah. Well, my yeah. take... Uh, you continue, Salada.
0: Like I
2: said, I'm very excited. I'm also very happy that Marcella, shout out to him, gave me May's Instagram when I DM'd him. But she's not... She didn't post a ton of stuff recently, but just from what she has posted, I'm it's looking like she'll have a really big uptick from her last meet, which was in September of last year. Like, she had a 160 squats. It had a teeny bit of, like, a pause, which maybe had some up and down, but that was a few weeks. No, that was a while ago and it moved well. So I'm like, okay, from there I think she can even maybe top that. She had a 105 bench. That was six weeks ago. That moved very well and that was only five kilos off her best and then I saw her 200 kilo deadlift which is huge for her because that's already five kilos above what she had last meet and that was like December. So it yeah. looked like from what I just projected for her I also have her in the mid- Mid five twenties, uh, like five twenty six, particularly if she can hit everything. I, I guess. And then we all know Lysha. Lysha is a scrapper, and her training seems to be going really well. Even though I saw like a miss, like squat double, and like not the best day, like for her, like her week four day four. Um, since then, was training training going really, well. So I'm thinking she'll also be around five twenty
1: five. That's right. That's a yeah. Lysha's always tough because uh most well one she doesn't always post her training but two if it's not for that like final like heavy spd day about five weeks out it's really hard to know what she's going to do because everything's so light leading up which for the arnold she nailed all those posted all of them we saw and this time she didn't so it was a bit tougher to kind of get a grasp there i mean at minimum i think she can be able to match what she did at the arnold um it, it's hard based on the fact that i didn't see that main day Um, and kind of what went on there to have an understanding of like where we might see an increase, whether it's squat bench or deadlift. Um, one thing she likely will have is a bench chip. I think she will still have, I'm not hundred percent positive on that. I didn't go look and see if like some other meets have changed the American records, but you can set American records of this meet. And remember, we have the dumb rule that you can set age American records. Yeah. Yeah, that's still it that still exists. That will be something we'll talk about come USAPL Nationals as we still have the dumb age American records that you can set while competing as an open. Aisha is still a junior. She can she she set the bench American record at the Arnold which funny enough, uh I actually think Christian could have set it too and I just didn't know she was a junior still and it didn't really matter. So, I mean, I, I think she could have but whatever. Uh anyway, uh lycia hit 118.5 and so she could do a chip here and with, with the dots meet that's not as important because the, the chip is more important when you're actually going off a total so it's not going to be but she could have an american record chip on bench uh but yeah i think that could be really really close and honestly i don't know who's going to deadlift last because they're both around that 200 kilo mark
0: yeah you have a an interesting light up of lifters here too. And also one thing I would just want to point out, this goes for the entire meet is the Carolina primetime is where I think our first example of a pro qualifier, there was a lot more pros at the Carolina primetime where, or for this one, there's less, but also the amateur lifters are probably the, the, the odds on dots leaders as well. So, like, Brandon Petrie is, is kind of on an, an island, you know, with, like, the men's side, uh, Carolina primetime. For this one, there's no one really on an island. Um, it is really close between all of them. And, yeah, I see a battle and really trying to f- uh, figure out an analysis between um, Lysha and May is, is very difficult. Um, I, I would probably have a better idea of May if this was more active um, in also, like, because I I don't recall you know performances at the nationals I just really have based on one meet last year to go off of just watching her and compete. Where Lysha, I mean we had the first Texas Barbell Syndicate primetime, Time uh, Nationals Corrupted Strength Classic we have the books on Lisha we 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 have a better idea on what she can do.
2: Agreed. on that yeah. to the rest of people.
1: Yeah, well, then, yeah. Uh, exactly. That kind of gives oh, no. way to. Yeah, so I'll rainbows. bring up Tiffany Savage because it's it's gonna be really close with Kate, Tiffany, Jasmine, Angelina, Bria, and Tursa. And Tiffany is is kind of like the newcomer. She was a USPA competitor. She just did a USAPL meet for the first time, and I don't know if they were trying to like do third attempts, but they didn't. Like everything was incredibly easy. Like she yep. easily had. <laughs> five plus kilos on every lift I, I think it may maybe it was a qualifier or maybe it was like an end of a block kind of like I, I don't know i don't know if that was either way looked like she had a ton more in the tank very well could be the favorite at 82 and a half because frankly she actually if, if she had been she so uh right now autumn green has the american record total at 82 and a half uh tiffany did more than that at, uh wait no she did just under it eight and a half I've got her projected to go 545. I think she can set the American record total in this weight class, which makes it very interesting come nationals. I mean, I I don't know if she signed up for nationals. Let's actually check real quick. Uh, But if so, she she might be the favorite in this weight class. And, I mean, I've got her right around at a 510 dots. Nope, she's not signed up for nationals, unfortunately. So this is her nationals. Or maybe, I don't know. Actually, you know what? If you win your pro card, I believe you get a nationals invite. Yeah. If you did not get in. Because all pros are, I think that's something that you do. Yeah. I, don't quote me. If Angela, am I right on that? Cause well, we yeah, because yeah, it looks like, yeah, you that. get
0: some registration and, yeah, uh, you got to make sure you have won those meets as opposed to just signing up and announcing that you signed yeah. up and got into nationals so without yeah, if, winning your pro card.
1: So, well, actually, unfortunately, well, Tiffany could win, but she's got to be able to beat Lysha and May to get her pro card. But I think if you get a pro card and you weren't signed up for nationals, I think that you, you do get an invite. Yeah. Either way... Uh, she's the, she's, I think she's probably going to be the breakout person. Oh yeah. Um, It's going to be close though, between her, uh, Kate Staley. She obviously competed at collegiate nationals. Didn't quite have the day she wanted and really hasn't posted a lot of training since. So it's kind of hard to get an idea for her. I really just kind of pegged her around what she was planning to do at nationals and missed because she missed, I think, all third attempts. And if she pretty much just is able to hit those that gets her right in that five Oh five range, Jasmine Adrogo, Drogo. Uh, she's very much coming back after not really, uh, she kind of took a little bit of a break there and she looks really, really strong. Uh, her always question mark is how does deadlift show up? Cause she's kind of iffy on deadlift for deadlift shows up. I think she is, uh, right there at that 510 dots as well. Um, and then the big blow up that frankly, she could surprise even what I have projected is Bria. Uh, and I'm going to set the goal. Bria needs to beat Marcellus's dots so she can be the strongest one in the family.
0: Well, I already, I already kind of crowned her the strongest one in the family because I think eventually she is going to surpass Marcellus on dots and also
1: potential accolades as well as a lifter. I mean, where I've got her right now, Total. I've got her around like a four thirty kg total. That would probably put her on the podium at nationals at fifty six. I think
0: exactly. So I think yeah. I think she is. I we've seen gradual improvements from her from a lot of those meets, and you know i've I've comment I've commentated a lot of those meets and done you know some scouting for those meets as well. And yeah, improved lifter, and also I, I think I said this on a lot of po- podcast episodes. Has all. The makings, right? A true craft lifter, got the body, got the muscle on the frame, got the leverages, got the technique, got the good and coaching. She's a
1: better, she's a better trash talker than Marcellus too.
0: Yeah, she's Ooh. yeah, she's quiet as shit. But then when she gets on social media, that's um, you, yeah, you thought Marcellus was a savage with the uh, with the the flex video, like just her story post or no zero zero fucks given none of it well, just unleashed I, it. I,
1: it, if if we were in a sticky situation and we needed someone to step up marcellus or bria i want bria to take charge all
0: right i'm, I'm like i don't want to i don't want to rant too much on this but marcellus needs to make like 75 posts in order to get his point across like it's him speaking and then then there's a lot of words steve knows about a lot of words using a lot of words bria uses like three sentences yep and it and it hits so definitely, when you can use less words and get the message across, you're a better trash talker. Right. And I'm also paying attention to what you say, because Steve Marcellus, you know, I think you already know this, but if, if I just have to keep clicking to get through your points, I'm probably not getting any, like any of it. But if you, if you could give it to me in three sentences, I could read all of it. Or a 15-second story post of you saying something. I'm, I'm retaining all that knowledge.
2: I agree. I want to actually talk about her numbers, though. So last week, <laughs> she had 157.5 squat, 80-kilo bench, and then 170 deadlift. And she surpassed all of that in the SPD session that she did down at, like, Carolina Primetime three weeks ago. She had 162.5-kilo squat. It moved so easy. I was, like, wait, EPR. Like, I thought that was, like, a warm-up. It was, like, wild. She had an 83.5-kilo bench, and it also moved very well. And then she had 177.5-kilo deadlift. I thought it looked good. Steve noted that it, he was not sure about it. I thought it looked good, but I I saw the lean back. I'm not
1: I'm not saying good. I'm not saying it was reds. I'm saying it was close. Like okay. depending on who is the judges, I'm, I'm having to think about it again. She kind of has one side that's that she doesn't have an even lockout, and so you might have one side judge give like a soft shoulder or something. I, I'm I'm saying that and not remembering exactly when I was looking at it last week. But either way, I'm I, I don't think it was a bad lift. I'm just saying she has also historically had some issues on third deadlifts. Um, and that's kind of come back around and it's from that lockout. So that's the only reason I put that there, but Uh, you're right. Like she, she absolutely crushed that SPD day. I think at TBS. TBS primetime last year, I think that was her issue. It was just deadlifts. Well,
2: yeah, but she was pulling suma, I think then.
0: Yeah.
2: And she switched back to conventional.
0: Yeah. Same issues though. I was
2: like, oh yeah, you do shift a lot laterally. That's why she switched back to conventional. So I think she had a better chance of hitting that third deadlift just for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, well, yeah, that's that's a you know a good a good play there too. If you have that issue, going to conventional, you have less variables to uh, worry about. Uh, but yeah, I do. I mean, I am safer her going around this time around with her deadlift though. Um, a little more confidence there.
1: Yep. And another lifter coached by Marcellus is I might be saying it wrong. Tursa or Tirsa? Are any of you I knowledgeable on that? I actually,
0: um, I I could have been mispronouncing
1: okay. it the entire time. I was calling her Trista, I'm, gonna go, which is I'm gonna probably go to wrong. Side. So Trista, either way, she's, she's, her train has been going amazing ever since being with Sir Marcellus. Every meet has been getting better. And I see a really big jump in particular on deadlift right now. I think deadlift and bench to where it, it's going to – she's going to make a decent leap, and I think she's going to be able to go over 500 dots. And again, like I have so many people here in that third place range at like 500 to 510, and it's just about making lifts. And Tirsa typically made lifts. I trust her on that and angela angela martinez too her training is going really well I, I frankly don't know much about her this is kind of the first time i think i've researched through uh her training but everything was going really well uh bench i have projected to make a 10 kilo jump from her last meet she hit 90 kilos and she just bent 100 kilos in the gym and it moved pretty easy uh albeit maybe a short pause she just deadlifted 210 and a half with in, more in the tank squatted a pr um i think they squatted 160 for a single and it moved pretty well and that was already her pr i think she can chip that but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really close between Caitlin, Tiffany, Jasmine, Angelina, Bria, and Tursa, and it's going to come down to the, 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 the one thing that Tiffany is going to have is she's likely going to have the last pull. Um, she's got the biggest pull, of them. that's the one thing it, that's a bit tough in dot space meets is uh, lighter lifters are somewhat disadvantaged because you're likely lifting less weight. So therefore, you're likely going to be earlier in the flight to where you just got to hit a third deadlift, and then people like Angelina, Jasmine, um, and Tiffany are going to have the ability to put on the bar what they need to.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. You were mentioning you never really looked at Teresa. So I got to meet her at Thirsty Barbell when I got to chief referee her but definitely fits the perfect like craftsmanship look like just jacks as fuck. <laughs> great lifter also super <laughs> you yeah know, like the whole team like you know, all...
0: yeah no she's actually well let me uh, so let me go a little bit further back i might i i i'm actually going to do my only bit of research right now and wow. search i think i commentated her first meet um
2: Oh, so you trying to one up me. I, yeah, I me did. I, still
0: her, I did. Uh, yeah, one up to you. So, I I I want to say it was her first meet. Gonna take a look at it right now. But one thing that I noticed, it was the work hat um open, and from just it was one of those things. You know when you guys go to a local meet and you see a person and you're like, that person's very good. They have all the makings of a great powerlifter. They're just green, and they're clearly just figuring out how to lift. Yes. That was my thing in commentary. I it, it looks like she has a definite weightlifting background, a CrossFit background, a bodybuilding background, anything. She's got muscle on her frame. She knows what she's doing with the barbell. I think she was deadlifting in squat shoes. I can relate. When you don't know what you're doing, that's a thing that you do, and she was killing it. She was... I think close to a 9-for-9 day on that day, but I'm like, that person sticks with it and starts to figure out things they are going to be a very good power lifter. Well, she stuck with it, she figured out things, and then got a good coach. Now you're probably seeing just the unraveling of a very good lifter because the foundations are there, and that's for everyone listening. If you guys listen to these preview shows, if you have muscle on your frame before you step on a platform, you're gonna have an advantage over people who possibly have done two to three competitions who don't have that frame and build like that's I, mean,
2: I, think, I think that's typical like if you were an athlete before you started powerlifting chances are much higher you'll be pretty good powerlifting
0: yeah if you know how to if you if you can work your way around a, if you work your way around a barbell if you've done some barbell training you're going to be good you're going to have a good start in the sports and okay just pulled it up um yeah, I think uh, California State Championships, that was her first competition, and that I did commentate that. Me and Oleg uh, commentated that meet, so, yeah. That's why I love doing those local meets, because then you get to see, like, three or four lifters who are probably going to take that step above. Like, didn't win best overall lifter or anything. Um, oh, wait, was that? Yeah, I think that was. It didn't win best overall lifter, but has built
1: significantly since. All right. Do we have anything else to add, or we want to make some predictions?
0: Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we can make our predictions only because, yeah, you know, like what you said, Steve. Um, with um, with uh, so the other lifters, this is kind of my first time seeing their training, um, and we're uh, we're probably gonna get more of an idea of what they can do and how they perform on actual meet day. All
1: right. I'll lead off. I'm going with Lisha first because I I think it's going to be super close between her and May, but I'm more scared about Lisha making a t-shirt about me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. <laughs> so therefore, I'm going to go with Lisha for the win. She's also just been in these situations before. Yeah. Um, she's been in a lot of close battles between Dots based Meets and Collegiate okay. Nationals, uh, and I, I think she just has that experience. Um, May in second, and would not shock me at all if she was able to pull it out, and then I'm just I'm gonna go with the person I think is gonna break be the breakout star. of The meat uh, is Tiffany Savage in third.
0: Okay. And also, Steve, I just want to throw out there, even though I'm fully fully confident Lisha can beat you in a fight, like hands down, one on one, Chess will definitely beat you in a fight.
1: Oh yeah, I, I would <laughs> hope. I think he. So be, yeah, be, and and also ninety five percent of the USAPL. Yeah. If if we get this
0: wrong, the first person that will talk shit is Chess. He. We remember I talked about zero filter? Zero filter with that gentleman. It just does not exist. It does not, it's not incorporated as being. But I'll go. Um, I have Lysha first as well. I'll have May second. And for third, I'll have Bria.
2: All right. Even though I can't see her super current training, I will say May first. I will give Elisha second. I think it'll be a huge battle. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Third place, I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Jasmine Drago.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, like Jasmine, I think that's someone who's think, underrated I, I, going in this competition is Jasmine. I yeah, I, I mean she, just she wants could
2: to hit her deadlifts,
1: and I think yeah, that puts she,
2: in
0: a great spot.
1: Yeah, if she hits her deadlift, she could. I yeah, I it was between her and probably Tiffany for me for third. And the biggest difference for me is the fact that I think Tiffany had so much over what she did last meet uh, as well as the fact that I, I just need to see Jasmine's deadlift coming consistent. Cause that's always been just the hit or miss there. So,
0: yeah. And also it's, it's hit or miss, but I, I think with just her not being as active on the platform, like you get only two competitions to really look at, right. Where if you get a, you know, a, I, I could th- see with more competitions with her doing the right things <laughs> Joe coaches her, things seem to be going well there. So I think just more act activity on the platform would kinda um give you some time to work on that deadlift and make it a little bit more reliable.
1: Yep.
2: But, I agree. I also feel like she always goes like her squat is excellent and she goes like balls to the wall. it's like full on RP ten. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if she pulled back just ever so slightly and that would give her a deadlift on me day. I will never forget her grinding out at like twenty. I forget what year it was nationals, where it was like RPE ten. Like she paused twice. It was. She insane. Did, I, but I it
1: think that was so hard. I think that was twenty twenty two Arnold's because she's in the, the same flight as uh, Autumn. Yeah. Oh, it was back, when, back when they had that like two hour meet at the
0: Arnold. Yeah, I the, the pro th- session that tends to happen. That tends to happen to meets. I, I, cause I do recall her just grinding out squats. Yes. so I just I I think I've witnessed that a, a few times so yeah that is uh, that that is that is good analysis right there too because that you know staying in that position for a long time I I think of all the lifts that will be impacted from that is your second and third deadlift so um, yeah that's uh yeah, interesting to see uh, how she gets off the uh, out of the gate I think yeah the, I think the reason why she's on my third pick is because of just it's She's, she competed at, I think, the Texas Strength Classic. I think that was her last meet. And um, prior to that, I think it was the Arnold. So I think it's just lack like lack of just being on the platform. Because I think if I actively saw her more on the platform, I would probably pick her third. But that's our predictions for the women's side. Now on to the men's side. There's one very important man who is going to be at this meet. And that is C.B. Leffler. Ladies and gentlemen... Happy
1: birthday! Happy
0: birthday, CB. (laughs) It's still going on. You guys better be wishing CB Bleflar happy birthday from now until... What was the end date? The 29th? Tomorrow. No, tomorrow's the last day. Okay, so tomorrow's the last day. So so now I am forced to release this episode tonight. I thought I maybe had an extra day, but no, I have to release this episode tonight because... It is the last day to wish... uh, 28th is the last day to wish C.B. Leffler a happy birthday. But in the meantime, of course... Because... uh, Actually, let me explain the rules again. If you wish C.B. Leffler a happy birthday from... I believe it started the 21st to the 28th. And the one day that you got it, on his actual birthday, the first person to wish him a happy birthday got a free Leffler Bros.
1: shirt. I believe that's how it worked. Yep. And... Yep, and... I assume on maybe on the 29th ninth we'll announce when his act actually I don't think we can announce when his actual birthday is. That's confidential. It's no. more so we can just announce who won, and then they have to sign an NDA that they'll never disclose which day they messaged. Yeah,
0: that person knows.
1: Only that person. And yep. then everyone Only else. One knows person will story. find out what the actual birthday
0: is. Yeah. So in the meantime, because we still got some time left, you know, because not everyone's gonna win a free t-shirt, go to leftlawbros.com. Use promo code 2WL15, Solana15, and Orc15, and get yourself the best merchandise in powerlifting. Make yourself look good from head to toe in Left Flower Bros merchandise. Also look good in the gym and outside the gym. They got you covered both places. Don't forget to visit on Instagram as well. And remember those promo codes, 2WL15, Solana15, and Orc15. And now, to the men who are competing, he's just going to be looking good at the... What's up? Just tell
2: them they can wish me a happy birthday. You get nothing but a double tap heart for me.
0: Yes. Oh, well, I mean if you mention if you get mentioned in your story, then, then you just repost that. So that works. That's, that's that's my rule of thumb too. Just double tap like and then you're 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 on the story if you mention me. Um, but but to the because CB all he's going to be doing is looking good at the VIP tables. We have I think a rather interesting group of men competing. I think, I mean, just statistically, a lot more men competing in this pro qualifier. Um, And I think you do have some favorites kind of breaking out from the pack. Um, And it's an interesting one because Kyle DeLeon, I think, would be my pretty easy favorite going in. But not competing at 82 and a half. Short layoff between the Arnold. He's not? I didn't know that. I don't think he is.
1: You didn't know that? I did not know that because I thought it was still up in the air of what he wanted. He That's signed for Nationals. Up for 90 ke- he signed up for 90 kills in Nationals, but I've been hearing it's still up in the air of what he's going to do. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, at this meet,
0: though? Uh, no, there's no way. He could, I have no. I, there's no reason was, for him to really cut to this meet. Well, to win the pro card. Well, yeah, but I think he could go in as a light ninety based on what he maintains his body weight at, and be good. Because I think if he totals something, I think he can total over. Well, we're giving the analysis now. I think he can total over what he totaled at the Arnold at a heavier body weight, um, which I still think would put him in good position of a five fifty to five sixty dots. Which I think that's the wheelhouse, kind of to win this thing. It's five fifty to five sixty. I, I had him, I did I, I did not, well, well, we'll
1: find out eventually if he's cutting. I don't know I if that was a secret, cutting. and like, I apologize, but I'm almost 110% positive he is not cutting. Okay, well, that won't make a difference, because with cutting, I had him around like a 565 dots. I think if he's weighing more around like 84 to 85 kilos, that probably brings him on the 550. Now, that, that probably still makes him the favorite for the pro card, but that might be a little bit closer with Anas in regards to the overall if he is cutting, because Anas will be cutting. Uh, I very much uh, will explain Nas in a little bit, but I mean, I think he's want, he's going to this meet trying to uh, basically do what he was supposed to do at the Arnold so that he can make sure to solidify a primetime spot in the 74s. Yeah. yeah, 75s, 75s. So, well, yeah, that's well, uh, I,
0: I imagine that was interesting for Kyle because, well, he's got a guaranteed primetime spot, but Chris Perez just had a performance and he mentioned he has the third highest nominated total and i'm like wait what i thought kyle was the third highest nominated total in 82 and a half but yeah he signed up for 90 but that one i think is more up in the air i think i i don't know what he's going to do what when, uh, when nationals rolls around but um for this meet because i mean just uh, based on his trends as well and also what he's been telling me um I, I think i got somewhat of a better scouting report on kyle um i do train with him quite often at Ironsights. um Granted, I haven't seen him a whole lot recently, just as I was list gone, but one thing he's telling me, he's like, I feel a lot better. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you're not cutting a lot of weight. He's he's like, yeah, I feel good. He's like, it doesn't feel like I'm about to compete. I'm like, usually when it gets close to competition, I've seen him before and it's you know, he's he's got he has to restrict himself on his diet. Kyle is huge. And he's big in the sense where he's well, I, when when he first...
1: squats and you spot him, you can't see you.
0: Yes, I just vanish. I am gone from the spot. Uh, but he is so well put together. I remember the first time I met him at WarCat. I think I I, I told the story many times. We got into a little bit of a, we got face-to-face with each other. He said he's going to catch up to me. And I laughed it off. And he has a last laugh because he eventually did that. But he just wasn't as big. Now he's just jacked, jacked full. Uh, he, I think just really fold out that physique. Um, So that's why I think at 90, he would be just such a good, good, good lifter. But he's got the weight cut down pretty well. But I think a Kyle DeLeon just going into a meet with more energy is a very good sign. He doesn't really Not, underperform it, at meets.
1: It's always hard. Yeah, he doesn't underperform. I expect him to, for sure, I, I expect probably like a, I, I'm guessing a 10-kilo bump over the Arnold because, frankly, it's really hard to project him because mm-hmm. he never really does anything. It's it's kind of like Sean Jin, too. It's the whole, it's the whole Jaren Yamane way. They don't really do much in the gym that alludes to what they're going to do on the platform. They have this pipeline of going like, 50 kilos under what they're going to do over an eight-week span to what they get to the meet, and then they always peak amazing. It's really hard to tell what he's going to do. I just I just very much expect probably 10 kilos over, especially if he's not cutting, which if he does that, five 50-plus dots, and he's probably going to take – he's going to probably take the pro card, but it's close. Like I said, Anas is going to be close on dots, although Anas already has a pro card, so it could still trickle down. And then uh, I, I've got Brandon uh, Yeehaw the Pharaoh. Yeehaw! Assistant yeah that's our boy uh, <laughs> uh and then uh dylan campbell are we gonna do another preview show on him and him not show up
0: it's in houston it's he so he better show up. he's he's showing up for this one you sure yeah positive well i don't talk to with him with a ski mask and an airsoft gun
2: yes, yes
0: yeah he's doing it yeah and also i mean he's he's a fantastic lifter himself too and it is a very I, that's what i really like the lineup of like ma- uh, male lifters we have um like you said see very good point with kyle hard to predict um he it, it's funny talking to him about like top sets and how close he is to competition he's like yeah and he tells me like what he's worried about like hitting a 275 s- single today i'm like what, a 275 single you're worried about, but then on competition day, you're probably going to hit a 285, and that's your highest one you take, and the same thing with deadlift, like, doing 672 today. I'm like, your comp max is over 700 pounds. I would be anxious to not hit close to my one-right max going to competitions, but jaron has got to figure it out with him. Um And, yeah, Anas would be my second guy there, Uh, but I think Bam Bam is a guy we've not, never really got to talk about a lot on this podcast.
1: Yep. and The one interesting thing about Bam Bam to note, one is train's obviously going insane. He's oh, yeah. moving up a weight class. Um, we did get, I can't, I'm not going to say it because that could give insight to other people to be able to calculate things, but, it is, but he's he's moving up. Uh, and so I know his body weight to help kind of calculate. I mean, he he's going to probably put on a show. Uh, uh, he's got, I mean, if he's moving up to 125, his main competition at nationals is going to be Devin Williams and Jared Martin. I think Jared Martin's got to be the favorite there, but Brandon's getting up there. Um, I mean, his total at his last meet was 875, albeit he definitely did not go all out at that meet. Nope. Um, I fully expect him to go probably 920 plus at this meet. Um, and that's going to get him likely in that 540 dots range. And that's the little sweet spot I've got where I've got Brandon at around 540, I've got Yeehaw at 540, and I've got Dylan at 540. And then, frankly, if you want to throw it in there. Khalil Zaiki might be able to pull a 540 out of nowhere because he tried to do it at uh, CPT with that final deadlift. And it, it kind of started, if I remember correctly, that 380-something he tried to load to win, started moving. So I don't want to throw it out as a possibility, but that's a little bit more of a long shot. Uh, the thing is, Brandon will have the last pull. Uh, I mean, he's going to have by far the last pull of meet, So he's going to be able to load what he wants, albeit I don't know if that's really, like, I don't know if he necessarily cares much about, like, placing on the podium unless the pro cards in, in hand and Kyle maybe doesn't have the meat he wants. I don't know. We'll see on that.
0: Well, yeah, and it's yeah, I mean he still has an opportunity to win because lifters have to hit their lifts still and it's 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 um it's it's not a meet that's unwinnable by any stretch of the imagination. But this will also be an opportunity for Bam Bam to go on to a big stage, a bigger stage than what he competed at, because last meet was East Texas Open We've seen him have some good performances in the past, but that East Texas Open meet that I saw was ridiculous. It was such a masterclass performance, big time lifts made them all look easy. No hiccups on the platform at all. And you know, it's you know, you got the good TSS livestream, but this is bigger. You know, you get to compete at night. It's Saturday. People get to watch you. You get to compete alongside other pro lifters. You have the the um, the stipulation of a pro card being given out, it's going to be, I think, a good showcase for Bam Bam and more people get to see how good of a lifter he is because he
1: is good. Only downside. Like, if you're comparing him versus Dylan... Dylan's local. Brandon is going to have about a two-hour car ride, and You're there right. are physiological oh! effects from car rides that could come into play. So I want to make sure to notate that as a variable we need to account for. Um, hey, as hey. that could have a that could have a profound effect on his 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 meat performance. Hey, humble
0: Texas ain't humble Texas isn't as close to Houston as you think. It's about it's about a thirty-five forty-minute drive.
1: Oh, that that changes things because in thirty to thirty five minutes, you may need to take a bathroom break if you need to go really bad. I'm not even joking. Stop getting in and out of the car. (laughs) Not even joking, legitimately. If I had to drive forty
0: minutes for a meet, I would. I would. I would consider getting an Airbnb close to the meet, so I would drive there the day before. Just because. Just because I hate long car rides, or I love long car rides. When I get to go somewhere like actual far away, but if it's like 40 minutes away, I'm like, damn it, I don't want to drive. i am actually pissed off I have to drive to Humble from here. Because I just, okay. it's a sweet spot. it's like a 90 well, that, minute drive, that, it's like a little adventure. If it's a 40 well, minute a drive, line it pisses too you off.
1: I am staying at the, the hotel is near the meet, so therefore I'm probably going to have the edge on commentating that day too then. Oh, you do.
0: Wow. You definitely so do. No, I'm crashing with you
1: the night before. I thought that was agreed.
0: I, I, I know you have talked, a single but bed, I, but I... I, I would invite that. I mean... That's that's what I thought was going to happen. Uh, but yeah. back on Dylan. Um, yeah, he... Um, yeah. Dylan... But that's another lifter who I think this could be a great spotlight for me him, too. Because he competed at Corrupted Classic, and he did really, really well. I love watching his lifts. His, his lifts are aesthetically pleasing, super powerful, very explosive... I mean, just copy-paste what I said about the Collegiate Nationals preview and then paste it into what I'm going to say now. He's he's an unbelievably good lifter, very young lifter. He is going to be a force for a very long time, I think, in this sport, as long as he sticks with it. Um, and, yeah, this is another opportunity for him to compete because at, at Corrupted, there was a lot of things going on, right? Two-platform meet, Weez is lifting... David Wilson's lifting, Isaac Whistler's lifting. There's a lot of things going on. He kind of got lost in translation just a little bit at this meet. This meet, the spotlight will be on him, I think, for a good portion of the meet, and you get to see what he can do, and it's it's impressive. He kills you on that subtotal. Just a big subtotal he's got on him. Got to work on a deadlift, but big
1: subtotal. I haven't even seen
2: yeah. deadlift. Like, all I see is the squat and bench, because those are, like,
1: his breadbugs. Only thing he posts, he posts like an easy 300-kilo deadlift, which is, is notable because, I mean, I think his meat PR is 310. So, I I mean, I expect a big deadlift PR. But, yeah, the squad is where it's at. Uh, I, I think he can hit around a 900-kilo total. And that 110 class, that's going to – I don't know if he's in nationals. It's, it's it's crazy we have to keep asking if people got in the nationals yeah. or not. Well, I, I don't know. am just all the best lifters did. I, I think
0: I, I remember talking to him a few times and – uh, he's kind of getting his footing in the sport. So, like, I don't know if that was his plan. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if that was his plan. That's all I'll say. Okay, but
1: either way. Because God forbid I get something wrong. 910 900, and, I mean, basically at underweight five. I mean, if he was going to Worlds, he would have been viably placing for top three with where his total could possibly be for this meet if he hits it. Albeit, I mean, it's hard to kind of see because he's kind of, he's, I don't know what to call him, a high, does he high bar squat? i trying to think. He's a very upright squatter. Yeah, Definitely very upright. If he sometimes a really big thighs too, because um, he failed 365 in training recently, but he's hit 345. I know I think he's hit 350 back in March, so I think he can do it around yeah. there. But, yeah, um, the, the difference will be is the fact that uh, between him and Brandon, Brandon's going to have that final deadlift. And then Yeehaw, the one thing I have a question on him, because his training looks like it's going great. Just squatted 320 and seemed like he had more room in the tank. Bench 220 in May looked really good. I don't know, Solana, if you saw us when you were researching or how close you uh, checked uh, Angelo. Even on, like, easy deadlifts, the the soft knees were kind of Mm. there.
2: I saw that. And also, like, his bench press, too. Like, the way he does the stick is so extreme. I'm just like, wait, is this a heave? But then I see that he competed at Junior Worlds, and he did not bomb out.
0: I, I think they might have not, used, uh, they might have used his image of like the craziest setup ever, on bench press. That was him, right, Steve? Where it's just
1: like the arrow. Uh, well, yeah, and then he has his feet turned in. Yeah, it, it's a very odd bench setup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does, and it works. He's the, an interesting one. The, the, cra- the craziest thing is that he's coached by Sean, and that's how he benches because it's the most anti Sean bench setup ever. It's so yeah it, cuz I,
0: <laughs> I I got the bench video that he hit and that that was the most extreme sink I've ever seen a lifter do. It
2: yeah, I don't
1: yeah. understand but again, they pass in that second. Yeah. I, I mean like, he's been no. I he's He's done it at IPF Worlds. It worked there. And that's, that's again, where I'm going back to, like, again, I, I, I've I watched his training, but I am I would not consider following it super close when I'm talking about the deadlift. he I don't know if, I don't believe he had an issue with deadlift at IPF Worlds. He's obviously coming back to USAPL now. So it, it, if that's a non-issue, I literally have him right at 900 kilos, too. And that's where it's fun that even if we're just kind of going off of, like, interweight class battles of having Yeehaw versus Dylan right around that 900 kilo total mark.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah.
1: That that is yeah.
0: That would be something to look out for in a, a clash of titans right there. Those Pretty are. S-
2: much. I also have both of them within ten kilos of each other. So I just want to see lifts. I just want to see him lift on live
0: stream. Yeah, but okay. you're you're gonna get a good show no matter what on this because you have the the good formula lifters who are pro level lifters and who can get that pro card, but then you just have big strong guys who can lift a lot of weights, and then if you lift those weights, everyone's looking at that person and acknowledging that they are strong. So it, there's going to be a lot to look out for for this week.
1: Yep. I want to point out, because we overlook too many people at CPT, frankly. Well, I should say one of uh, – trying to think of his name. Uh, anyway, Eric Gardner, Terrell Monroe – uh Eric could not find and I is Instagram uh Terrell really just couldn't tell much from his training but he I kind of put he looks around the same he competed in February and he kind of looks around the same numbers uh they're kind of they could be in that like 5 10 5 20 mark maybe they're making a big jump especially when we're looking at, at Eric he hasn't competed since last June so he could make a big jump and we just have no idea uh but I don't want to count them out in this equation as well as you've got Rep, Rob Escalante um he's a favorite uh i mean last meet he did he beat wheeze against all odds yeah yeah he did he 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 could he could show (laughs) out here and upset everyone again yeah yeah
0: yeah he beat wheeze and that was a (laughs) monumental thing in powerlifting uh yeah a favorite of ours i just love rob escalante uh and also yeah just uh, within the 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 gallery here there's a lot of lifters i've never seen rob compete so i'm excited for that i have I've always been a fan of his lifting, um, that badass moment at Collegiate Nationals where he, didn't he win Raw and then do equip the next day and win that too? I don't remember if he won both, but it was just a, it was just him kind of being awesome. It was just a cool guy moment. And he had one of I do of the- not remember, but it sounds like a Rob thing to do. Sure. Yeah, I, I just, I that's what I recall. Yeah, he won single ply and I think one it was a day after he competed in Raw. Um, that was cool. I just like to see, people do it. I know a lot of equipped lifters do it. Perk was definitely a lifter who did that. But yeah, it's just cool when somebody does it and does it well, actually. But yeah, there's a lot of lifters. Uh, Edwin McQuiston, I've been very uh, used to seeing him compete. Carlos Mata, Fabian Mofay, um, all these lifters that I've, I've seen many times compete, commentate a lot of their meets. And yeah, I like to, I like to get a little familiarity. That you get to uh, really, really get to know a lifter when you commentate them multiple times.
1: Yep, I'll come back around because we we didn't really talk about him too much, and Solana can comment a little more if she'd like to. But Anas, he just hasn't really been posting much training lately. He hit a two seventy kilo PR. Like I said, I. I would exp- this meet really is mainly, I believe, to get uh, a solidified primetime spot because he was kind of. There's a lot of people at 74 now around that like 740 to 745 range, and I don't know if they're guaranteed in because you've got Perkade 25, you've got a couple other people at 760 to 770, and that might be the cutoff, like 760 ish. Uh, I don't know if those 740 people will get in. That might be too much of that natural gap, especially when you've got the 82 and a half, and that's going to be a really deep prime time the same night. Uh, but he was capable of 760 at the Arnold. Uh, I fully expect him I expect him to be capable, even though we're not seeing a lot of training right now. So I would expect him to come in and do a pretty easy 760. Um, and we'll see if he's kind of, I don't know how much he's, he's planning to kind of go for the win at the meet, if Kyle kind of slips up and that's kind of open. But I think it's probably more so make sure he gets that primetime spot at Nationals.
0: Yeah. yeah. The The Nationals question, or the times question is going to be asked, a lot in the next six weeks or so. Yes, it will be. Because <laughs> I don't know. I do not know what they're doing. I, I, I tell everybody, cause I'm like, I'm like top five right now. I, as long as you're top three, that's how you know you have a guaranteed spot. I do not know. I'm like, don't ever expect that you're in prime time.
2: Yeah. Unless you're a 67 and a half kilolifter, the woman, <laughs> it's going to be hard to guess. Yeah. you now have her in prime time. So I was like, all right. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because me rank, me ranked at fifth. I like I'm not going to say yeah. I'm I'm a shoo-in. I am i am a shoo i do not know.
1: So that is true about the sixty-seven and a half. How I gotta look at this now? Like, that's gonna go. Five that's five. gonna go crazy. That's gonna go crazy deep thing because there's just no one else. Like you, you don't have to fight for anyone. I know. <laughs> yeah. So all um, right, now I gotta.
2: I was really excited to do the combo sixty-six and seven, but I was like, I'll leave it there.
1: Yeah, that seemed like a that, that would have been an awesome night to have 60, 67 women, 75, 82 and a half men. That does warrant going down pretty far, though. I'm going to guess for 60, I'm getting off the top. I'm going to guess 67 and a half women go down to 480. It looks like that's where the natural break in. So that actually works out pretty well. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm going to guess ten sixty seven and a half 67 and a half to get in. Okay. So I cool. said it here. All right. Either way, going back around. Do we have anything else to talk about in regards to lifters or predictions and wrap it up? I think we do predictions. All right. Solana, you go
0: first because I think Yay. you going last has hurt you in some, in some capacities, like, if you are just want to be different.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. I'll give Kyle DeLeon first place. I will give a, not second. And I will give – I'm going to give Dylan
1: Third. Okay, Steve. Kyle first, Anas second, and Brandon. If he wants that third spot, he's gonna know exactly what he needs to load. And I don't know if there's a limit to his deadlift right now. So Brandon Dudley.
0: Yeah, I might have to echo that. I would love to change you know the picks, but I cannot pick against my boyfriend Kyle. Kyle number one, uh, two. I got Anas, and Bam Bam is three. Solid. Yep. And. Alrighty. I'm looking forward to this. I get to see Steve. It's always a good time when uh, I get to see my co-host. Solana, you will not be here, right? I know. Sad That yeah. is. Yeah. We doing anything Friday night? I'll be in at like 4 or 5. Oh, God. Friday night? He's getting the... Oh. He's getting the... I've been trying to cut down on the uh, the stuff. The <laughs> the going out stuff.
1: So... Aw, oh, that's nice. a date I night? To, yeah, just a little date night. Take you out to get some tacos or maybe a nice nice steak. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. I got to move. I, well, yeah, I'm in the process of moving right now. Um, But, yeah, I think Friday will be if I get my – because it's an easy training day. So, yeah, Friday we can do Taco. something. And, yeah, Saturday we got to go out with the cardboard cutout of Waskar. Um, that has to happen. Um, but it's going to be a great meet also. It's Southern Regionals. This is pretty much a national meet. It's got three platforms, yeah. three sessions. It's going to be quite the day. Um, and we have a lot of listeners here in Houston, Texas, and also just throughout the Texas area. Come down to Southern Regionals. It's going to be a great weekend. We're going to have a booth set up. Things are going to go. I, I'm i very excited to see what Mark and Marshall do. There's co- uh, combined meet directors on this. I don't know what the official titles are for
1: this meet. but um, Which, I believe from talking to Marshall... He's the bottom and Mark's the top. That helps. Yes. I can see that.
0: That's that makes that makes the most sense to me. But um, yeah, it's two guys who know what they're doing who are super organized and also bounce ideas off each other and it's it's cool to see the full evolution, right? We had the Midwest primetime, Marshall got motivated, to the Carolina Primetime, that influenced Mark to do the Texas Barbell Syndicate prime time, and now it's all intermingled and we're all working together at one meet.
1: Yeah. So this is this is could you call this somehow my my would this be my grandchild meat? Because you're, if my 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 sons were CPT and TBS you're, is the grandchild you're the sperm
0: cell of this of this whole thing. You were the sperm cell and then this meat is the egg.
1: Okay? Got it. So <laughs>
0: I I'm think sperm, you know. I think you know marks, how this works. I'm, I, I, I'm like I, 50 yeah, I'm sure. It. I,
1: it's understanding now. I'm the sperm. <laughs> marks the top. Marshall's the bottom. I get how it's all going in now. Simple <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs>
2: all right. Uh, of the-
1: I will. I was gonna say last thing. I'm gonna have the cardboard cut out so everyone can get pictures with the cardboard cutout.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Do it. If you guys want to go to Post Oak Ice House, I'm pretty sure no one's gonna be there at night uh, because it's hot. In Houston, it's an outdoor bar, just really hot here and humid, and usually that bar is not too populated. So if everyone from Southern Regionals – I also, i got to talk to Post Oak Ice House. They should be giving me some sort of kickback because I, I feel like I'm, I'm about to bring them a lot of business. But Post Oak Ice House, Houston, Texas, by the gallery area, that's where I'll be. That's where I'll be drinking with cardboard cutout Wascar. And Steve. Nice. And ordering Lascar a Coke Zero and water. Or a got Coke it. Zero gonna... and a water. Got it. I'll drink that. <laughs> I'll, I'll slam that. Tell you right I, I could plow through Coke Zero shots like no other. <laughs> but Steve, right, you, you, got got a, you got a commercial gift story? Does yes! Solana have one? No. Solana has one.
1: Solana has one. I, I said, I'm kind of out right now. I've got to, re, I've got to brainstorm because I don't have any. So, so Solana's got some. Let's roll.
2: All right. So I worked at Equinox Paramus. I will say the exact place, for almost four years. And there was – so whenever I would have a client around 11 a.m., they would come up the stairs, a male client. They would come up the stairs and just look shocked and appalled every time. And I had, like, two clients that came at this time different days. Shocked and appalled. I say, hey, what's wrong? Nothing you don't wanna know. All right, cool. So this went on for a few weeks. So after a while, I'm like, this particular client's name Steve. I'm like, Steve, again, mm. eleven o'clock rose and Steve, mm. why do you look appalled every single time you see me for this session? He's like, all right, fine. He's like, you know, like the really old man who's like probably 75 years old, the really old man who like always sits in a bike. For like an hour and it goes into the washroom. I'm like, yes, I see him every single day of my life. He's like, every time I go into the men's locker room, he is right there front and center with a hairdryer on his testicles, foot on the counter, just like blowing in the wind. Doesn't give a shit. And it's like the very first mirror when you walk in, it's like you cannot miss him. He's in your face.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that's on Steve. At this point, you gotta know. <laughs> you what? gotta go into the scouting report. You like you just don't go into. Wait five minutes. Let him do his thing.
1: But he's got to be on time for the uh, fr- Frankly, at commercial gym men's locker rooms, if there's isn't an, any senior citizen population you're going to see balls you're gonna see it. you're just gonna see a, you're gonna see a lot of them I they want so you to too. see them the older you're gonna they're gonna put you are, gonna get, put, the gonna put you are at the gym. You.
2: i guess so i think it's fast but he had to choose like the very first one in your face and like
0: yeah. yes yeah it just it's all over old, so it's,
2: it's a lot happening
0: at once it's yeah it's yeah that's us uh, yeah i uh I, I'm, I'm sure you know, if you worked at a gym for four years, maybe you probably heard things. But yeah, that's a pretty common guy thing. It's like, if you go to a commercial gym, you're going to, no matter what which one it is, you can be very used to one or not used to one. you would be like, if I go here long enough, there's going to be an old gentleman, very comfortable in his body, who is just going to walk around naked, talk to you, talk to you about what was going on last night, the game, if you saw the uh, the presidential debate. And just, they just don't care. It's like, yeah.
2: And blow dry his balls.
1: Is that a normal thing to do, I, anyways? To blow dry. I, his balls? It's not normal, but I could. Not, have, not, I have a story of that exact same thing that not, I could have used. Not to. The, I. The weirdest one I ever had is I had an older guy come up to me, um, and legitimately try to show me the scar on his ball sack. He wanted uh, to show me it to it. Show what he had to. He apparently had to get something removed, like a spot, and he wanted to show me the scar on his ballsack.
0: Nice. I never seen one. Never seen a, a ball
2: sack or ball sack.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never never seen that. I've seen the other thing, not that one. No, a scar. On that, oh yeah. It, well, I, yeah, it's got to be crazy looking, right? If he wants to show you.
1: I did not look. I do not know. Oh okay.
0: I was I, I, just, I was sitting there. I'm like, well, the, it's I got. Just, it can't look, be I like. It can't be like a little like this little thing, like a little burn mark. It's got to be something cool. It's got to be something cool that you want to show people. That's that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, yeah, it's a it's a general rule. The older you get, the more naked you are in gyms. Don't know what why I, that I is. I think the
2: blow dry part is the weird part of the story.
0: All right, the blow dry part is it's you don't do it publicly, but something that definitely helps you when it's like 95 degrees and you just worked out, and then also like you're getting changed for work. and you still got you know that going on a little bit.
1: The blow dryer. So what you're saying is, if you get into the Ironsight gym and go to the bathroom, you may walk in on Angelo blow-drying his balls.
0: We don't have we don't have that unfortunately. A blow dryer. Well, a, a locker room, yeah. Blow dryer and a locker room big enough for that. That's that's another thing I noticed about powerlifting gyms. There's no locker rooms at powerlifting gyms, probably for the best. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, that's that actually that's the thing that sucks about powerlifting gyms. There's no locker room because. I have to go home, shower, and then go do whatever I want to do. It'd be great if I bought a change of clothes to the gym, showered and then go out to a date or something like right afterwards. But it, like meets, it, like at meets it sucks. Like okay, you know, you just were at this meet, now I'm going to go train, and then of course people want to do something afterwards. They don't have a locker room to shower in. So you have to go home, you know, you're late to everything and that's why going out after meets always sucks.
2: Must be a
0: hard life. It is. I don't know. Maybe we can make some money here. If gyms, well, Houston gyms have to do two things. At, at particular gyms, a uh, water fountain would be good. Definitely a water fountain. At particular gyms. Almost every single one in Houston has one, aside from one. Um, and AC, of course, would be solid. But also locker rooms and with a shower would be greatly appreciated. If I could change after my workouts, and not smell terrible in the car ride, is that gonna do it for this episode of Two Lights? Ending on showers and blow dryers. I think that's it. I just I've got to go blow
1: dry myself now, so
0: I gotta hurry up. Yeah, I don't know how hot it is in Springfield, Missouri, but it's it's 104 degrees, I think, in Houston right now. So that's thing. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Weight has been dropping. Well. in jersey really that's 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 comfortable weather all right we'll see you guys next week peace